Everybody and thank you for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay, and Espo. And you guys, exciting times here at PHNX. Things are moving. Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited. More people seeing Gerald's content, more people getting cool exclusive gear mm-hmm. more people having to deal with me it's all good <laughs> <laughs> what more could you honestly ask for so we have made some changes if you guys haven't seen it on social media you you're hearing about it here right now uh our membership has switching over to die hard so that means you're going to get access to exclusive merch you're going to get discounts you're going to get access to um, events and things of that nature. And you're also going to get a really dope diehard membership card as well. So this is going to be a really cool change that we've been working on behind the scenes. A lot of people tirelessly working on behind the scenes. It's really neat. And if you want to sign up to become a diehard or if you want more information on all the things that it gets you, head on over to gophnext.com slash diehard. And Gerald, I know you're super excited because we're opening up a lot of the written content to everyone who supports us at PHNX. So mm-hmm. if you haven't been able to uh, read a lot of Gerald's articles, you will now be able to read a lot more of them. Yes, I'm very excited for that. I'm also excited for the people who are diehards to be able to be getting exclusive diehard content on a weekly mm-hmm. basis. That'll be more of your deep dive stuff, your features, that type of thing that you can't get anywhere else. So and it'll get right in your inbox if you choose those. So. Yes, exactly. So I'm, I'm very excited for that aspect as well. Yes. Also, little known fact, I will be reenacting scenes from all the Die Hard movies oh, no. for all of our Die Hard members. So. <laughs> oh, no. A Phoenix said, do Die Hard fans get to hear Espo yell the Phoenix Suns best team in the NBA in person? Sure. We can make that happen, A Phoenix. <laughs> uh, we we could pull some strings behind here. Just DM Espo. I'll personally record it for you if you want. I mean... Uh, or ones that sound like that for you personally, whatever yeah, you need. Exactly. He takes requests. So, all right, guys, last night there were a lot of rumblings around the Suns working on a Jay Crowder trade. So we got a cryptic Instagram story from Jay Crowder himself. Mm-hmm. We got a tweet from Mark Stein. We learned from Jake Fisher that they were close to finalizing a three-team deal. And then today we got a tweet from Zona Hoops that said, a source tells me the deal that fell apart last night, including Crowder, was with Milwaukee and Houston. The framework was Crowder to the Bucks, Grayson to Houston, and Gordon to the Suns. This is very interesting. Things are moving really quickly. Obviously, Eric Gordon has been linked to the Suns uh, before. He currently makes $19.6 million this year. Next year, that goes up to twenty point nine, but it's not guaranteed, mm-hmm. which is a positive if the Suns did decide to make a move for him. So far this season, he's averaging 12 points, 2.9 assists, and two rebounds. So first and foremost, are we still in on Eric Gordon on the Suns? I'm not. I'd rather I'd rather have Grayson Allen. No, stop it. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I mean, you're getting a younger guy less money and that can shoot. Like, I'd rather have Grayson Allen in that deal. I know we dislike him because he can be a dirty player, but that's also the kind of guy that you wind up liking when he's on your squad. So I... I just you're gonna have to throw in something else to make the salaries work. 
Uh, and I just I don't know that Eric Gordon is going to make the difference between you winning a title and not. I mean, I don't think it is, but I definitely don't think that guy's Grayson Allen either. I mean, you look at his numbers, they're not fantastic, but he's still shooting 59% true shooting. Um, as our friend Brendan Clean pointed out on Twitter, he's averaging the most assists per 36 in about eight years. Um, and he averages the same number of drives per game as Cameron Payne, which if you're looking for more guys that get to the rim, he takes about a third of his shots at the rim. So this is a guy that is very good at attacking the basket. He can shoot. He can play make a little bit, and he's a capable defender. I know he's older and injury prone, but I, I'd i rather have a more experienced guy like Gordon who has that familiarity with Monty, with Chris, than you know a potential head case like Grayson. I can see where Espo's coming from in terms of Grayson Allen. You know, I, I mean, do you want another injury riddled guard in on your roster? Somebody that maybe you won't be able to depend on when you get to playoff time. And this is all for a championship, right? And I know you can't predict everything, but um, so I see that aspect for sure. But obviously, in, in my opinion, Eric Gordon is the better player right now at this particular time. And yeah, you save money with with Grayson Allen, but you know. In the long run, if if all think everybody healthy, then you definitely would want to go with 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 Gordon and but I, and see how it plays out. I save assets though as well if I go Grayson Allen because you're going to have to put something else in a deal to make Eric Gordon work from a numbers perspective. Mm-hmm. How does how does Eric Gordon fit with that bench unit? I you know and and campaign. I know how a shooter is going to fit in there straight up for Jay Crowder. I I, I get that, but. How does how does Eric Gordon fit in? Can he stay healthy? There's a lot of questions. Honestly, I'd prefer neither of those guys in a Jay Crowder <laughs> trade. But if this is uh, you know if this is what I'm having to pick from, that's my opinion on it. I mean, that's fair. But we talk a lot about how we can't rely on campaign sometimes, or we talk about how Landry Shamit has been a black hole at times. Like this would give you an alternative and probably somebody that you would play ahead of Shamit if if push came to shove. Um, he, he's just a very capable veteran, experienced player, and that's kind of what you're looking for. Um, I know that a lot of people are looking for a four in a Jay Crowder trade, and understandably so, but um, you know, if you can get a guy who can actually help your bench and create some of his own offense a little bit without maybe being as sporadic as campaign, um, that would be the attraction for me. Obviously, this is not kind of the number one option, but if this is kind of what the market is looking like for Crowder right now, at least he's the contributor. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He can't be any worse than a player who's just not <laughs> with your team. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. Um, so Jason in the chat said, just FYI, Gambo just said on Burns and Gambo that those rumors were false, mm. or at least the Suns weren't involved, according to his sources. So obviously, we know when it comes to sources, we hear a lot of things, um, some from really big name reporters, some from reporters who are kind of more in the middle ground, if you will. So we always have to take everything with a grain of salt. Things might have been discussed, things might not have been discussed. So we're all just kind of speculating here based on the rumors that we have heard but continuing on with this speculation a little bit what do you guys think the deal breaker could have been had this been the actual deal that was on the table i mean we're getting sources from everywhere now it's 
You don't even have to be reported to drop sources. What like, do sources even mean? I, it I could be even, the guy in line at Starbucks. I, yeah, I, again, like, I, I'm only, I'm not trying to discredit anybody for sure. Like, I, you know, Zona Hoops is a good guy. He's been on our show. He's done the Sunny Awards. We love him here. Um, again, but you just don't know where that information is coming from. So it's hard to validate anything at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And and obviously he doesn't have a track record. And, you know, and, and even guys like Flex, you know, like they have a track record for, to a degree, but you don't even know where that information is coming from. So, um, you know, you're hoping that they're right. In some of these instances, sometimes you're hoping that they're wrong. <laughs> so right. I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't really, th- I don't know. I, I don't think the ball was dropped anywhere, to be honest with you. Until something happens, I'm just not, I have some verifiable information. Now, the the stuff from last night with Mark Stein, obviously he's he yes. has a good reputation mm-hmm. um, in terms of the longevity in the NBA. That that told me, okay, there's some smoke going on at this point. Mm. Where it's coming from, what side of the country it's coming from, we're still trying to figure out. <laughs> but I, I do feel like we are getting closer and closer to actual activity, which is refreshing because I'm sure everybody wants this to be over with. Well, even Jake Fisher, who had the three-team report, has had some checkered reporting in the mm-hmm. past as well. But if this broke down, it probably came down to that secondary kind of talent that was going to be included. And I'm, I guarantee if this is true, they agreed to the framework of those three guys. And it was, can I get a KJ Morton in here? Can I get a, a, you know, this piece from here? Can I, you know, can you add Dario Saric or can you add Landry Shamit? It's probably the peripherals that, that tank these things uh, in, in an initial run usually. Right. And I think on the Rockets end, if you look at the way that that, kind of three-team deal would shake out the, the salaries wouldn't match yeah. so there'd need to be another player involved probably like a Dario Sharch or somewhere in that salary range and if you're the Rockets I'm looking at this and saying okay teams around the league contenders are going to want Eric Gordon and all we're getting back is Grayson Allen like we need more than that yeah, to facilitate a, a deal and depending on what they were asking for that if this was a proposed deal that might have been why it fell through we're also hearing today um, from a few sources on the internet that the Knicks are interested in Jay Crowder too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're getting quite a few rumors now. Mm-hmm. Things have really ramped up around this whole Jay Crowder situation and who the Suns could be uh, looking at as potential trade partners and who has interest in him. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw something happen, like you said, Saul, here sooner rather than later. I know the last time I asked you guys this, we were all thinking like, Maybe but maybe around December, January, we would actually see some movement mm-hmm. with everything that seems to be rumored right now. How are you feeling about a uh, timeline of something actually happening? Yeah. How do you guys feel about a Thanksgiving show? Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> if they were if they were really on the doorstep last night, then we could be you know, hours, days away, because usually you can find some semblance of a deal. Even if it's a three-team that fell apart, you might be able to find another team to fill in whatever part it kind of broke up. I I think we're closer than we than we had imagined recently, especially Jay Crowder and his cryptic uh, Instagram <laughs> post yesterday mm-hmm. leads me to believe he's been told something's on the horizon. Yeah. As well. 
Right. And, and I think that combined with all the different reports that we're hearing, even if some of them are not, uh, as Mark Stein phrase it, credible rumblings, <laughs> like at least there's something and somebody is trying to spur something on. So I'm I'm led to believe that we'll hopefully get resolution on this soon, even if it's not like in the next day or so. Should we change your diehard newsletter to credible rumblings? I don't. Crumblings. Uh, crumblings. It's just it's all cookie news from Gerald. Love it. It's all the crumblings. <laughs> and then in addition, the. The extra, extra bonus content is his favorite crumble cookie of the month. We could get him in here on a sponsorship. Each bully bullet point is just a cookie. I like this. I'm I'm not mad at that. Uh, Well, we shall see what kind of comes about from all of this stuff. I am really thankful, though, that it seems like things are moving. The ball is rolling to some extent because I... Thought I would be able to be patient enough to wait until like January, February for the Suns to make a move and had Cam Johnson not gone down. I think I might have been able to. Mm. But with just all of the constant like conversation around Jay Crowder not being with the team and and when Cam does get hurt, it's can we look to Jay Crowder? Is there any reconciliation that could happen there? I just want it to be done and over with at this point. I'm, I'm ready to move on from it. I'm also really over Trade Machine Tuesdays. Yes. That involve Jay Crowder. <laughs> yes. Right now. <laughs> I just like the sounder. Even if we don't do trade <laughs> speculation, we we'll can still that. play that on Tuesday. We can absolutely still do that. I want a resolution, but I also want it to make sense. Right. I don't want a deal for deal's sake. I want a deal that puts you closer to a title because of that bench and and filling the needs that you have. So I don't want him to I don't want James Jones to rush it because maybe Jay Crowder and his reps are pushing for him to wind up on a roster. Mm-hmm. I want them to get it right. Yeah, cuz you you can't really at this point you can't take Jay's readiness to play again into consideration because you already took whatever his desires were to not be with the team into consideration. And you kind of extended the olive branch, if you will, there by not finding him for literally not showing up. Mm. So you've already done your part. Now it's on you to find the best situation for yourself. And hopefully you, it helps Jay as well. But you need to be number one in that. Jay's taken money for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, that's what it boils down to. So you can wait until we're well and ready. Yes, absolutely. So we'll keep you guys posted on any other credible rumblings that come our way. But... Uh, speaking of odds around a trade, we do want to talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook app and some odds that are happening over there. So our pick of the week this week comes from the one and only Shane Diefenbach. He said Aaron Rodgers over two and a half rushing yards at a minus you're, 110 for the pick of the week. You're talking about him like he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I would have to tell the people who said it, you know? I believe we call those edible rumblings. He took an edible OG rumblings. and then he came up with that pick. Ayahuasca. Oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, okay. I got oh, it. I got I it. Gotcha. My bad. So that is your pick of the week, courtesy of Shane. I feel like Shane's pretty good at pick of the week. So all I'm saying is if you haven't placed a bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you should definitely listen to Shane this time around. <laughs> Also, that doesn't mean you're qualified. I co-host a fantasy show, and I just proved earlier today I don't know crap about that right now. I so. host it. <laughs> he said there's a difference of being on and a difference yeah, of um, There's levels to this. Very nice. Nice plug. <laughs> if you guys want to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, we highly recommend it. It makes watching sports a heck of a lot more fun. And right now, if you sign up using a promo code PHNX, you can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and 
get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So be sure to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Again, that's promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We also have a really cool event coming up next week with uh, Four Peaks. And I got you covered on this. This is the World Cup. We're going to be doing watch parties for USA and Mexico games out there at Four Peaks. The first one coming up on the 22nd. Make sure you get out there. Sign up today uh, for that. I'm excited for you. You're going to have some drink specials. Uh, it's going to be great out there. I don't know a lot about soccer but every four years, I get excited for the World Cup. So for the next you know month, I'm going to be a, a soccer uh, hooligan out there at the pub having a good old time and watching some soccer. And you should join us because Four Peaks has some of the best beer in the Valley, and they're going to have the best atmosphere when it comes to the World Cup. So come out there and join us. You have to be 21 and, and older to enjoy the beer and enjoy it responsibly, but that doesn't mean you have to be 21 or older to enjoy the chicken tendies. So come on out. <laughs> And the breakfast buffet. Yes. They're putting on a legit breakfast buffet for this game on the 22nd. So like Espo said, the link to the tickets is in our description of this show. So make sure you check it out and come hang out with us. Guys, last night, in the midst of all these credible rumblings, we had ourselves a great game against the Warriors. The Suns won 130 to 119. And a few guys on the Sun squad had career nights. Campaign finished with a career-high 29 points on 9 of 17 from the field and 6 of 10 from deep, adding in 7 assists to that. And after the game, his teammate Tory Craig, Tory Craig had some really fun things to say about Cam. He said, he's a confidence player, and when his confidence is at an all-time high, he's great for this team. His energy and what he brings, we need it every night. And we all know we've gotten to see it. Campaign has been great with the starters in Chris Paul's absence. He's had high energy. Overall, he's been very efficient. The question is, can he keep this up when Chris Paul returns? And it's a good question. And it's one that I wrote about for today's article, which is now unlocked for all of you Free. to access. Um, but that's kind of the thing that stood out to me is obviously four games with the starters is a small sample size, but he's averaging just under 21 points and six assists with the starters. He's shooting like 46% from three in that stretch. And so far this season, he's been doing a lot of what his biggest problem was last year, making open shots. He couldn't hit catch and shoot threes shots with that were wide open with the nearest defender six feet away. His percentages are way up across the board. And obviously when you go six for 10, like last night in a small sample size, it's going to boost it a little bit, but they were still a lot higher than last year before last night. So it, it's really interesting to me because with the starters surrounded by more talent, he's kind of been turned into more of a three point threat. He's taking 58% or 58% of his points have come on threes with the starting lineup as opposed to just under 40 with the bench. So when he's on the bench, he's having to attack a lot more and he hasn't been able to finish well inside the rim. But with the starters, with Book handling the ball a little bit more, he's become kind of a spot-up shooter and is taking advantage of those threes. Well, and the keeping the defense honest where they can't sag off him, so then it's also helping his driving as well. And he's hit that floater mm -hmm. a lot better this year than we saw last. So I'm, I'm really enjoying what we're seeing from Cam. Can he continue it when Chris Paul comes back? Yes, but I think in different ways. I, I think he's he'll have to adjust again to being one of the focal points offensively when he's running with a, a lot of those second unit guys. So 
hopefully he keeps it up because the Suns need him to. If they if he doesn't, uh, this is going to be another tough slog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think campaign's play has been fantastic, especially with the starters. Obviously, I but I also think he set the tone. I know the numbers say otherwise to a degree, but I also think he's he started the season trying to play faster and more explosive and more confident and more energetic than he did last year. I think he learned a lot of bad lessons last year. And the the most important is, is when he doesn't show up, um, oftentimes it puts this team in a predicament to where they have to play guys like Chris Paul a lot longer than they prefer. And it cost them to me in, in the playoffs by wearing down Chris Paul. However it ended up wearing down, whether it be COVID or his quad or whatever, um, it, I, I just felt like he was worn down at the end of that series and he wasn't really any good to us. And so campaign's got to be able to be that other option in case, and you have to prepare for this, Chris Paul not being available in the playoffs at some point. Like you, It's happened back-to-back years. So if you're campaign, you have to be ready and you have to play at a high level because this team needs you to do that. And I, I'm glad he started off the season strong, um, and I expect it to continue. And that I think that's the encouraging part too. Is it's not it hasn't just like kind of turned around once he got into the starting unit because we saw that last year where he was having a really rough year. Chris Paul gets hurt, he steps up and averages damn near a double double in those starts, and then the playoffs come around and he's off the bench again, and it kind of all disappears. This year he's kind of been building that momentum with the bench. His numbers are obviously better with the starters, but like he's kind of been turning things around even before he got put in that lineup. I, I really uh, I w- really would have, you know, uh, Charles Coulter says, so he and Dwayne would be good as a backcourt. Um, we got like two minutes of that last night, <laughs> um, and I wanted to see more because I want to see what those two guys can do together. I think they would feed off each other because just like Devin Booker, right, when you have a shooter like Dwayne Washington as well, um, who can I mean Dwayne Washington strikes me as the kind of guy that would just hit ten in a row like mm-hmm. like that. Um, when you have a guy like that, that's a threat. You can't necessarily help too much on campaign and vice versa. And I I'm I'm really excited for when Chris Paul comes back. To be honest with you, because if Monty doesn't pull a Monty and plays Dwayne Washington more than. Maybe he will. I don't know. I don't trust Monty right now about that. I think that's the, the hardest part of this. <laughs> so, um, I think that I think that, that that tandem can be really, really dynamic. Um, and I'm not saying that just to bag on Landry Shamit because I don't think he's really worth anything. It's because that's what I've seen. I like I've seen Dwayne Washington score at a high level in just the few minutes that he's been able to play and uh, to com- combo that with a campaign who's kind of resurging again back to 2021 form, I'm excited to see those two play a little bit more together. And I hope that glimpse that they saw on tape will give Monty more reason to play that that duo together. Hopefully we get to see that tomorrow against Utah. I, Monty is going to be a big key in how, uh, how uh, he's going to be able to play. Cam's going to be able to play when CP3 comes back. But I think it's also going to be in how he staggers his lineups. Which starters does, does Cam going to be out there with? How can they help? keep this where he can play within the flow and not press and not try to force things. I don't want to see any more of those hockey shifts where we get like four bench guys out there with one, uh, you know, with, with one starter. I want to make sure you're putting cam in a position to succeed as well with the way you're using your rotations. 
Right. And they've typically tried to, that was the one thing that was concerning last year and reassuring this year is they typically try to get Chris Paul out five to six minutes in so that Cam can get a little bit of run with most of the starters. And then they bring Chris back in with a lot of those bench heavy lineups. At this point of his career, Chris might not be able to anchor those. And so that's why we've seen Mikael Bridges start second Mm -hmm. quarters and maybe come out a little earlier in the first. So I think they're trying to work. I know Monty has said like the 20 game mark is typically where we take a step back, evaluate, and maybe make some changes based on what we're seeing. So keep an eye on that. It might be a little bit past that, he was saying, because this year with all the injuries, it's kind of thrown things into flux. But to your point about Dwayne and uh, and Cam, I'm all for that as well. And if they can prove, if Dwayne can prove that defensively he can be just good enough, because um, that's the big concern with him, and then if Cam can prove that he's going to take care of the ball with those bench lineups, because... Per 36, 4.1 turnovers with the bench, only two with the starters. He's basically doubled when he's with the bench. So they both have to prove that they can be trustworthy. But if they can, there's a lot of scoring potential there. And that could fix some of the Suns' problems with being able to score in the second unit. Gerald, that's 1.9 per 36, okay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Give my man <laughs> some credit. He's he's cheating off my own notes. I am. Math. <laughs> Um, okay, I know this might sound a little silly, but I we got to figure out a way. This is what I think is the biggest thing here with campaign, right? He has so much energy, mm. like during warmups and pregame, he's got so much energy. And when he starts, that energy can come and, and be released immediately. <laughs> yeah. But when he comes off the bench, he's got to sit there for six minutes or so. And I think he just gets a little antsy. <laughs> like he just needs to put this energy somewhere. So we just need to come up with a solution. I don't know if it's jumping jacks on the sideline or what. <laughs> but I feel like if we can find a way to figure out how to preserve that energy or not let it get too chaotic in there then we've we've we figured out campaign we've got it you keep him in the locker room until that six minute mark and have him come out as if it's the start of the game <laughs> and just you know that psychology just yeah mess with it there. maybe like four minutes because he's got to get okay, his pregame like dance routine he's got he's got to get that out <laughs> i know it's silly but honestly i feel like that could be a little bit of it that he just needs to release that that high amount of energy that he brings into all of these games a little bit sooner but i think it is it is part mental though i mean I, you joke about that but i really do think it is uh, a mentality in how he approaches coming off the bench and compared to how he approaches being a starter so mm-hmm. he just sits there jittery on the bench Shit, waiting really? to come in. <laughs> <laughs> another guy who had a career night last night Mikel bridges he notched a career high nine assists and we actually got some really great banter from pretty much everyone Gerald that you talked to last night after the game we are I mean you it'd be when you don't pass the ball in our program it's deflating everybody on the floor on the bench we all feel it um we have willing passers uh we we try to play good to great basketball uh, but for Mikhail to have nine assists that's that's a feat because uh, usually he's shooting so you tweet that he'll get a kick out of that yeah I didn't even know he could pass for real it's good to know though moving forward Mikhail said he's the best passer on the team by the way second best I'll get to see that my fault my fault uh nah nah he dished that thing today I think a lot of them came from that, that was from me offensive boards <laughs> Nah, he 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 did a good job tonight passing the ball. Um, he almost had a triple double. Um, that's big time. 
Thanks, man. <laughs> we didn't even get the best part where Mikhail's like, you know, triple double or nothing. It don't matter if I don't get that triple double. I'm like, <laughs> you knew he was joking, but it was just it more trolling. Oh, Expert yeah. troller. Yeah, they're they're a couple of goofballs, man. They're oh, really yeah. good at what they do, but they're hilarious. Like they were asking, um, what are they asking? Oh, they were asking, did you know when you got your career high ninth assist? And Mikhail was like, of course. Of course I knew. <laughs> I was counting. Yeah. I, I also love books just deadpan. Yeah. Like just, and you know, he's joking too, but it's so deadpan. It's great. I love all the different personalities on this team. And honestly, at the very end, when Okel's like, thanks, man. I think I'm going to clip that and I'm going to tweet it to every single person from here on out who provides good information or says something really nice. <laughs> You're so nice. I would use it the other way. Like <laughs> Someone's talk shit. To the thanks, man. Thanks, man. I mean, it works for that, too. It absolutely works for that, too. Uh, but I love when even when Monty gets on in on it, because mm-hmm. we do get a lot of playful sides of Monty sometimes, but I feel like they are far and few in between. And especially having taken a few L's the last few weeks, we've gotten very few of them. So it was right. good to see Monty yeah. in good spirits last night, too. Yeah, he always likes to end a response to me sometimes with, why don't you tweet that? Because I'm always sitting there with my computer in front of me. <laughs> so he always gives me grief over that. But You should ask him to follow you one day. I guarantee you Monty is a burner account. Well, it shows I up. I know he does. I, he sees it because he Hoops Hype is his number one site, and my tweets will show up there if they're about the sun. So he, he sees my tweets. Oh, so he doesn't see your tweets about... Marvel movies and that kind of stuff. I don't. Maybe he could be better so. friends if he saw the good stuff. Maybe, you know? maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of your boring ass son's content. <laughs> oh, it's tough. It's free now though, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to remind you guys that our friends over at OGs have a ton of cool stuff going on right now. OGs did recently launch their Sleep Edition gummy, and this is a really great gummy because. It has the component in it that specifically helps you falling and staying asleep. And these are a literal game changer. You get the best night's sleep when you utilize these gummies from OGs. They also have a bunch of different other options in multiple flavors. And all of their products are a huge hit around the PHNX office. We had our Thanksgiving um, office party on Tuesday, and it was quote unquote sponsored by OGs because everyone brought their favorite OGs to the party. Uh, it's a good time. It's always fun. And if you guys want to try them out, you can find them online at OGsBrands.com. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary. But just remember, you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy. And just like Four Peaks, we ask that you enjoy them responsibly. That sativa hits good. I'm just going to tell you that. Yes. Okay. Can can we go into that a little sure, bit more? Because I, I was really surprised on Wednesday when you came in because you were like this. This is what I should have been trying the whole time. I love this. PD and I, I, I'm, I don't know if I could say this, but I'm going <laughs> to because we're both anxious people. I don't mm. think that's a, a big news flash to anybody. <laughs> all right. And, and I was a little concerned that, you know, if I took sativa, maybe I was going to be amplified on my anxiety. Because we've seen that man. happen before. That, that was, that was spectacular. It was a, a nice way to enjoy a party and uh, have fun with our, our co-workers and uh, and relax a little bit. It was nice. Yes, yeah, so it could be perfect for your Thanksgiving as well. Uh, I don't, need, I don't know. It depends anxiety. on who your family is. If you got a little anxiety <laughs> going into the holidays, grab some OGs. He basically just you. told everyone we give help him anxiety. I know, you have to right? hang out with all of us. <laughs> 
Well, I said, I said my parents, or I said my family too. Like, you know, so we are your family. I'm just anxious all the time, Gerald. Leave me alone. God. If OGs isn't your thing, but you're still looking for an escape, the Game Time app is here for you guys because you can get up to 60% off tickets when you buy them last minute. So if you just decide on Friday after Thanksgiving, you wake up and you're like, you know what? I got to get out of the house. I got to go do something fun, something for me. Game Time has you covered. And again, tickets up to 60% off when you buy last minute. We're talking concerts. We're talking sporting events. It's the best uh, it's the best place to buy tickets for sure because of the discounts that you get. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. It helps us out a lot and we appreciate it. But check them out if you're looking for something fun to do over the next few weeks. I do have a birthday coming up at the end of the month. So if anybody wants to buy Taylor Swift tickets, oh. use that game time link and then send them my way. So yes. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we did get an article recently from Crispy Haynes that gave us some insight into the world and thought process of Kevin Durant. So I know this was something that you found really interesting. Do you want to kind of explain what this article was all about and break it down for us? Yeah. Well, I don't know about the article, but I know a lot of people are upset or they have thoughts about KD and his his uh, he kind of threw a bunch of his teammates under the bus mm -hmm. saying like basically like, dude, look what I'm playing with. And like you wouldn't be good either you know and that's that's my thing it was just like that was the main quote he named off four players on the team that he plays with right now um and basically just said that he's had to do a lot but he's happy where he's at and um i don't believe him for a second not even for a little bit really? I, don't, I don't believe him at all i think that he wants out so bad now uh and, and listen the whole Kyrie thing is one thing and i, I there's I've kind of get, gained a little bit of a different perspective on Kyrie in the last couple of days um, just because of, of some of the, the other things that are going on. And, and um, you know, and KD basically basically said that, like, hey, man, I'm not I'm not here to defend Kyrie. I'm not here to, to do anything about Kyrie like he has his own mind. And I have nothing to do with that. And I agree with him. I agree with it. Like he he's not accountable for Kyrie's actions. Um, and I think, you know, but but because of the, the nature by which he came to Brooklyn, um, you know, people want to know, like they want to ask KD about a lot of this stuff. And um, so there's a lot of things that are happening. A lot of stuff happened last year with Harden and then you get in Ben Simmons and then Kyrie. And it's just it's just been a lot. And so I think KD right now is at a point where he's like, I want to just enjoy playing basketball. I don't really care what that looks like. And it's kind of hard to do that when I can't compartmentalize basketball from all the other distractions that are going on. Sometimes those distractions are created by him. Mm. Like what he said in that article, you basically were like, that would be the equivalent of Espo being like, uh, I carry this podcast. Have you seen these people that I'm with? <laughs> Did like, you not read the Arizona Republic? Today? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and that would make you feel some type of way if you were a teammate of his, mm -hmm. obviously. And so this is just going to be another Another kind of shitstorm that he's going to have to deal with. But to all those people that want KD, it's uh, I, I'm just going to say it's still available. I don't think the Suns will have what they need to get KD. I don't think that'll ever happen because uh, I think that whatever they would offer, they would have to offer too much to get him. But I think there is a team out there that possibly could. See, I had a different read on that article, especially when he was talking about why he asked for the trade. All signs pointed to the way Steve Nash was running things. Mm -hmm. 
Steve Nash is no longer there. And I feel like that was the end game of what he was trying to do with that trade demand over the summer. He praised Jacques Vaughn in that article. Honestly, I didn't detect any lies in what he said about the guys he was playing with no, either. No. Uh, so you got brutal honesty. Uh, and th- <laughs> let's be let's be true. Those guys know too. Like when they read that, they're not going, well, you know, I am an all- I'm a four-time All-Star. Why is Kate No, none of them are are any great players out there. They know the role and so I don't think that I think he is going to stay there at least through this season. Who knows with KD if he if he gets it in his head again that he wants to force a trade out. But you're 100% right. The Suns don't have the assets at this point. But I, I get that. I get I get like a player that's the 11th dude off the bench understanding that he's not, you know, an all-star. He's not like an epic player or whatever like that, right? But do you have to say the quiet part out loud all the time? You know what I'm saying? Like that's where that's where my thing is with the KD. It's like, it's like he sometimes he's controversial without really understanding that he didn't even need to be controversial in some instances. And I think this is one of those things, right? I interpreted this article mm-hmm. one way. You interpreted this article another way, right? It's a 50-50 split, and that's what I'm seeing across social media, especially from Suns fans wanting KD and trying to find the reasons why he might possibly be available. Um, I just am like, KD, bro, just sometimes just that, that 10th line, that 10th line that you really think you should say, just, just knock it off. But I feel like a lot of it came from the fact that he, he gets all the criticism though. Mm. Like that was kind of what I took from that quote where he's like, y'all are criticizing our team and me because you think that you just put me out there with whoever and I should be able to will us to a win. And it's a team game for a reason. He's right. that good. I, and, and he was right when he said, like, you are paying attention because I'm out there like a number seven. It's one of those things you don't say, but he is correct on. <laughs> he didn't have to name them like, like first name and last name. Like, he's like Aaron Sumner, first of his name. <laughs> like, he fucking like <laughs> nailed each one of them full names. Like, you don't have to do that. He was like Aaron Gordon right. from Arizona. <laughs> right. Played at Bishop. Like, dude, whoa, just chill. Here's his social security number yeah right I, it's kd he that's the kind of guy he is it is but it's it's also like okay on the one hand i get it because we always criticize athletes for not being real for talking in cliches and then when one does and just unloads an article full of quotes some of which could be incendiary and articles like that we harp on them and that's why athletes don't do that often but I do think, you know, the way that he answered the Kyrie question wasn't great to me. I understand he's not accountable for another man's actions, but it did sort of seem like he was covering for him in a way. And I also just I think you, people look for the pull quote, right? They look for something mm-hmm. fiery that they can post on a graphic and post on social media and blow up instead of reading the whole thing where he talks about, like, I want my legacy to be a guy that can play with anybody. I want my legacy to be, you know, the growth of, like, guys like Nick Claxton and Andre Roberson. Like, I want – I enjoy playing basketball again because it was almost taken away from me with the Achilles thing. And so I think think there's something to the fact that, like, yeah, maybe he's not completely happy losing by 30 to the Kings with the Nets right now, but I think he's also in a place where he's happy with the situation and maybe because Nash is gone. But he was saying – you know, he was praising everybody else in the net. So I don't I don't know if he's gonna force his way out anytime. I soon. want my legacy 
to be, I could play with anybody, but have you seen these bums that I'm carrying <laughs> up and down the court? Like, that's what I'm saying is like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit hypocritical. Like you can't be it praised is. for something and then turn around and bash that same thing yourself. Like right. it doesn't make sense. And that's what KD con- constantly does to himself. Like he, he, he Katie's a very, to me, he's a very quiet, emotional guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's very, like, one way th- today and then another way tomorrow. Like, he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I, I feel like when he talks to the media and he goes through these things, I still feel like I don't know what Katie's going to say on a day-to-day basis. Right. I don't feel like he's very consistent with his own messaging because I still feel like he's trying to figure it out himself. Like, do I really feel this way or do I not? Let me say this shit and see how it goes. Oh, that didn't land well. Let me move on to the next thing. So <laughs> Katie's just a trip. All I learned from this is Charles Barkley was 100% right. Katie ain't that bus driver. He's not the guy that's the man. He's the guy that's the number two. He's the Robin to somebody's Batman. He's not- KD? Yeah. Kevin Durant? From from a leadership perspective. Oh, okay. When he's okay. saying, oh, yeah, I thought you were talking yeah. leadership. No, 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 I was no. like, leadership. bro, what are not, we talking no, about ba- right obviously now? Obviously basketball <laughs> skills. But, okay, okay. Uh, you know, on the court. But when you look at it, if he's saying, don't look at me when I'm out, do you expect us to win just because I'm... That's not what a leader says. A leader goes out there and believes that he is that guy, that he can do that, that he can uplift anybody around him to turn them into those guys that he needs. KD isn't that bus driver. So if you're a team looking for that bus driver, don't hi- don't trade for KD. But I think that's, to your point, it's different types of leadership. I think he's more of a lead-by-example type Which guy. Which also we've seen Devin say about himself as well. Right. But Book also, it was kind of juxtaposed because on the same day that these articles came out, Book was saying at practice for that day, like I, I he was talking about trusting his teammates and how like it's put this, all these injuries are putting our depth to the test, but I trust everybody on this team. I'm going to continue to make the right plays out of double teams because we trust everybody here. And obviously and that, that doesn't mean Devin Booker is a better player than KD, but it's different leadership styles. It makes him a better leader. Yes. Is my point. Could you imagine Devin Booker last night or like the other night when they lost to the Heat? Like, you see who I'm playing with, right? right. I got campaign, Dwayne Washington. Like, who the fuck are these guys? You know what I mean? Like, okay. he would never say that. But a couple years ago, you can't tell me you didn't have the conversation, at least amongst your peers, that if Book had come out and been like, I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. I need help around me. You wouldn't have blamed him one bit. No, but You would have been like, yeah, Book, you're right. You do need some help. But the difference is he was in his early 20s. This is Kevin Durant, who's been through it all, who was in his mid-30s, who if, chose, to go who there. chose to go there and who should be able to lead you. Like, there's a reason his title came while playing next to Steph Curry. Also, because he needed that guy next to him. Also, again, it's about how you articulate something, right? KD was like, you see these guys, boom, 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 names four guys off. Devin Booker says, yeah, I'd like to play with a super team here in Phoenix. Different way of saying, I have shitty players here, but at a higher level. Right. Well, well and levels also, to this. To, there is levels <laughs> to this. Yes. Way to go, Jerry. There's a theme going on today. <laughs> to what he said, what Devin Booker said, though, I, that I'll adjust my game. I trust these guys. That's, I will make them better. Mm. I will help. And KD's like, 
I don't want the attention unless it's because I said something stupid. Okay. I go back to the, I don't know, I even want Kevin Durant, the guy and the circus around this team. But to be fair, he also mentioned, like, obviously pri- this was prior to the coaching staff change, but he was talking about the reason why he requested a trade and all of these things is because of the way that they were pre- preparing or the lack of preparation. That kind of stuff can play into how the te- how the team around you performs as well, what they're doing mm-hmm. off the court to get ready for these games, how much work they're putting in. He said those were some of the biggest like pieces of the puzzle that he was frustrated with. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fair too to say if that's the case. But again, who's the who are the primary ones responsible? For all of that. Well, KD's not the coach. He can't call a practice. But KD's the one that vouched for the coach that came in in the first place. Yeah. Like, and Kyrie, and they both got on the radio and basically said, like, yeah, we basically don't even feel like we have a coach. We just have somebody that's just, you know, kind of, you know, just there kind of guiding us kind of thing. Like, it was like that was from, like, day one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was just a dumpster like- fire after that. So it's like, you can't sit there and be like, hey, I want soup. And then you make your own soup, and then the soup tastes shitty and then you're like oh man it's everybody else's fault no (laughs) you made the soup now you gotta live with it it's more like he said hey i want soup and he made grilled cheese and he complained that he didn't have soup yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's the big difference for me is devin was book was drafted into his situation kd chose his his teammates he signed off on the coach like you're not going to tell me a player that caliber didn't have input on what was being built around him so it's and i will say though in kd's defense like he probably gets a lot more attention than a guy like even book like kevin durant is kevin durant i'm not going to say it again but there's like, levels to this thank you <laughs> so it. It's, i want the trifecta it was, it was too soon after the last one we had to wait. Yeah, but when you're a superstar that comes with it and mm-hmm. you either accept that or you don't and when you don't you're not leading by example or leading by uh, you know what you're doing out there. You're just yeah. a guy that that has immense talent that isn't living up to it. That's fair, but to your point, if we if you're looking at a team that can trade from Kevin Durant and doesn't have to worry about is he going to be a leader, you've already got a guy like that in Devin Booker. Got another one in Chris Paul. The Warriors have those guys and more. You've other got a really to great one in Monty Williams too. So like yeah. you're set in that department. So I <laughs> I'm not a I'm not going to say that this makes me opposed to having Kevin Durant on this team by any means. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going that far. It just personally makes me feel like it's probably less likely. Yeah, I it's agree. not the kind of guy James Jones likes to bring into the locker room, regardless of talent. It's it's distraction, and they've been very anti-distraction. Fair, but if James Jones is even considering the idea of Grayson Allen, I guarantee you he'd consider Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, saying. he's not considering the idea of Grayson Allen if what we heard was true, yeah. because if he was, he'd just do a one-for-one swap without trying to make a three-team deal. Out of that that yeah. was the one thing that I'm clinging to from Zona's report. Shout out, Zona. He's in our chat today. But if that's true, he's not interested in Grayson Allen, and that just makes me very happy because <laughs> that would be quite a trip. It would be, but we shall it? see. As always, <laughs> we shall see. We've got we, one. We always get you, Gerald. Don't worry. Shane wasn't looking at me. He wasn't making eye contact, so I had to make sure. We've got one more really cool thing to share with you guys. Saul, you want to take this one away? Uh, sure. Yeah, Bad Birdie. You should use it because it's fire as hell. <laughs> uh, they got a lot of cool merch. You should check out their website, uh, badbirdiegolf.com. 
Uh, you can save up to 15% if you just use your promo code PHNX. Uh, I wear it often. I'm not wearing it now, but I do wear it often. It's fire. It's They got a lot of colorful stuff. You'll love the the patterns. They're amazing. Check them out. Badbirdygolf.com. I mean, that bad hat. I, I, yeah. I like that. That's a sharp hat. Yeah, they've got clothing, hats, um, things for men, things for women. As Saul said, badbirdygolf.com. Use the code PHNX Sports to get 15% off your order. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you being here with us today. Did you guys have any final thoughts on anything you wanted to share today? No. All right. We will see you tomorrow. We've <laughs> no, got a pregame won't. show 30 minutes before tip off. I won't be here, but they'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm suspended, remember? Uh, and then a postgame show. So plan to join them after the game wraps up. Until we see you next time. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, when Lindsay's not here, there's no rails. So get prepared for tomorrow. Ahoy, hoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the check.